The following is an unedited, full-length recording of the August 22, 2017 Board of Selectmen meeting. Video of Board of Selectmen meetings air on the Government Channel in Foxborough and are also available on the Foxborough Cable Access website at fcatv.org. Meeting coverage is made available through the efforts of Foxborough Cable Access on behalf of the Foxborough Board of Selectmen. This meeting runs just under 2 hours and 17 minutes. Welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday, August 22nd uh, Board of Selectmen's meeting. I'll read the agenda. 7 o'clock, we'll have citizens' input. 7.05, public hearing, 99 restaurant and pub. Um, change of beneficial interest for the annual all-alcohol restaurant license for 99 restaurants of Boston, LLC. TBA, 99 restaurant and pub, 4 Fisher Street, manager Paul Tellier. 7.15, public hearing, animal control officer Sue Thibodeau. Uh, restraint and removal of dog from 46 Baker Street, owned by Susan Edward Brown. 725, Chief Hatfield, uh, Bill Keegan, Safer Grant, discussion action pertaining to the FEMA Safer Grant. 745, Charter School Expense Reimbursement Discussion, discussion vote to send letter of support and or file a home rule petition asking for full state reimbursement of charter school expenses. That would be interesting. Uh, 755, Bill Keegan, Special Town Meeting Warrant. Discussion vote, open Special Town Meeting Warrant. 805, Selectman's Update. 815, Town Manager's Update. 825, Assistant Town Manager's Update. And then we have uh, uh, quite a few action items uh, that will take place. Um, Chris, can you listen to the question? Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, we'll after 7 o'clock. Is there anybody here for citizens input? Seeing none. Um, it's just about 7.05. Uh, we'll do the public hearing, 99 Restaurant Pub. Doc, can you... Uh, mm -hmm. But they're not here. It's okay. Okay. We're going to open it. We'll... Open the public here, and we'll explain uh, what's what's going on with uh, the nine and restaurant. Okay. Thanks, mm -hmm. sir. Uh, wrong one. Sorry. Let me pull up the other one. No, we can we can mention it. The board of selectmen, acting as the local licensing authority pursuant to Mass General Law Chapter One Thirty Eight, will conduct a public hearing on Tuesday, August twenty second, twenty seventeen beginning at 7.05 p.m. in the Foxborough High School Media Center, 120 South Street, on the change of beneficial interest for the annual all-alcohol restaurant license for the 99 restaurants of Boston, LLC, DBA 99 Restaurant and Pub, 4 Fisher Street, Manager Paul Tellier. All interested parties are welcome to attend. <clears throat> okay. Um, this has already been approved by the ABCC, and because they have to address this in all the communities um, where they hold a uh, alcohol license. It's not a change of manager, it's a change of interest. And actually what they're doing is removing two people from the change of interest. So in an effort to, to streamline the process, it's more of a formality. Like I said, it's already been approved by the ABCC. So our approval is, is mere formality. Am I correct? Bill? That's correct. Um, so it, what, it didn't make sense to have their attorneys and, and them to, to come up for basically a, a rubber stamp, I would think. Um, 
meeting. Is this due to the the sale that went through, or is pending? Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's it's change of um, ownership. Ownership, right? yeah, yeah. But they're just they're just removing the beneficial interests Correct. from it. They're not adding people onto it. Okay. So it's okay. a removal, not a not an addition. And where they're removing people and not adding, there's really nothing for us to to discuss or or vote on. Right. Okay. So that's that was the, the thought process behind it. But because it is a public hearing and it's required, we open the public hearing. We can have a discussion relative to that. Close the public hearing, open it up to the to the public. Then close the public hearing and then take a vote. So, so with all that, it's we're not changing the the day to day manager. It's just okay. It's just the beneficial. <coughs> okay, I'm fine with it. It's the people who sign the checks. <laughs> you have any questions? No, <laughs> you explained it no, perfectly. No. Um, being it is a public hearing, anybody out in the audience? <laughs> Have any questions or concern regarding removing a couple people from the beneficial interest for 99 restaurants? Seeing none. Move to close the public hearing. Second. Uh, motion made, second. Any discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, move. Move to a change. Uh, move to approve the change of beneficial interest for the annual all alcohol restaurant license for the 99 restaurants of Boston. LLC, DBA, 99 Restaurant, and Pub, 4 Fisher Street. Manager Paul Tellier. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Well, that was weird, but easy. <laughs> <laughs> that goes along with the Eclipse Week. Yeah, eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, so that put us a little bit ahead of schedule. So we can do some action items. Um, I do want to hold out the uh, the JCs and, until the end. We'll we'll take that um, at the end of the meeting. So but we can go ahead and do the other ones. Okay. Uh, move to uh, approve the reappointment of town planner Paige Duncan as the Foxborough's representative to the Metropolitan Area Planning Council, with a term to expire on eight twenty three twenty twenty. Second. Motion made, second. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Move to approve uh, the display of ribbons on Town Common for September in honor of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Second. Motion made, second. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Move to approve Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill uh, early liquor license extension request of 11 a.m. for New England Patriots Sunday home games of 924, 10 1, 10 29, 11 26, 12 24, and 12 31, 2017. Second. Motion made, second. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Move to approve the Lafayette House's early liquor license extension request of 11 a.m. for New England Patriots Sunday home games of 924, 10-1, 10-29, 10-26, 12-24, and 12-31, 2017. Second. Which made second. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Mr. Chairman, just to, as a thought here, I don't know if you want to speed this up, but you can actually probably do the same for CBS Scene, Davio's, 
uh, Renaissance Hotel. We're filling, Bill. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, it just, you it's know, all, it's all the can, same action. We can, so. we can have a, a public discussion on the, on the eclipse if you want. <laughs> you know, I, it's up to you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> <We're just laughs> reaching here. All right, no problem. Uh, move to approve uh, uh, CBS Scene Restaurant and Bar Early Liquor License Extension Request of 11 a.m. for New England Patriots Sunday Home Games of 924, 10-1, 1029, 1126, 1224, and 1231, 2017. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? For New England Patriots Sunday home games of 924, 10-1, 1029, 1126, 1224, and 1231, 2017. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor? Aye. Move to approve Renaissance Hotel and Hilton Garden Inn at Patriots Place's early liquor license extension request for 11 a.m. for New England Patriots Sunday home games of 924, 10 1029, 1224 and 1231 2017. Second. Motion made, second. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, move to approve the Orpheum Theater, a one day wine and malt beverage license for a fundraising event feature, featuring RKO Army performing the Rocky Horror Picture Show on Friday, September 1st, 2017. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, move to approve nine one-day all-liquor licenses for first and goal for Patriots tailgate party for 2017 New England Patriots regular season uh, home games of the following dates. 9-7, 9-17, 9-24, 9-26, 9-29, 9-30, 9-31, 9-32, 9-33, 9-34, 9-35, 9-36, 9-37, 9-38, 9-39, 9-40, 9-41, 9-42, 9-43, 9-44, 9-45, 9-46, 9-47, 9-48, 9-49, 9-50, 9-51, 9-52, 9-53, 9-54, 9-55, 9-56, 9-57, 9-58, 9-59, 9-60, 9-61, 9-62, 9-63, 9-64, 9-65, 9-66, 9-67, 9-68, 9-69, 9-70, 9-71, 9-72, 9-73, 9-74, 9-75, 9-76, 9-77, 9-78, 9-79, 9-80, 9-81, 9-82, 9-83, 9-84, 9-85, 9-86, 9-87, 9-88, 9-89, 9-90, 9-91, 9-92, 9-93, 9-94, 9-95, 9-96, 9-97, 9-98, 9-99, 9-100, 9-101, 9-102, 9-103, 9-104, 9-105, 9-106, 9-107, 9-108, 9-109, 9-110, 9-111, 9-112, 9-113, 9-114, 9-115, 9-116, 9-117, 9-118, 9-119, 9-120, 9-121, 9-122, 9-123, 9-124, 9-125, 9-126, 9-127, 9-128, 9-129, 9-130, 9-131, 9-132, 9-133, 9-134, 9-135, 9-136, 9-137, 9-138, 9-139, 9-140, 9-141, 9-142, 9-143, 9-144, 9-145, 9-146, 9-147, 9-148, 9-149, 9-150, 9-151, 9-152, 9-153, 9-154, 9-155, 9-156, 9-157, 9-158, 9-159, 9-160, 9-170, 9-171, 9-172, 9-173, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 9-174, 
slash NEB Bear Garden for the following dates, 9-7, <coughs> and 10-1-2017. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All's in favor? All right. Doc, why don't we, why don't we hold it up yep. there? Um, we'll go right into our 715 uh, public hearing. Uh, Sue? Uh, public hearing animal control officer Sue Thibodeau uh, restrain and removal of dog from 46 Baker Street owned by Susan and Edwin Brown. Okay. Doc, yeah, on? I'm trying to pull it up. Sorry. Uh, it's not uh, coming up. Does you want this? Yeah, please. Uh, notice is hereby given in accordance with the Massachusetts General Laws, Chapter 140, Section 157. The Board of Selectmen will conduct a hearing to determine whether the dog located at 46 Baker Street and owned by Susan and Edwin Brown is dangerous and what actions should be taken. The public hearing will be held on Tuesday, August 22, 2017, at 7.15 p.m. at the Foxborough High School, 120 South Street, Foxborough, Mass., You're up. Okay. Uh, I requested the hearing because this is uh, Roscoe's second bite. He is a large Doberman, um, and the Browns have continued, following the first bite, continued to exercise him off leash on town property, uh, despite a bite history and a history of uh, difficulty controlling him. Um, they were cited. Uh, they have not paid their citation. The dog has not been licensed since 2014. At the time of the bite, he did not have a current rabies vaccination. So the dog is not licensed? As of t uh, two days ago, no. Can you just go over the... Um, for the audience and as a reminder, the, the importance of licensing uh, animals, particularly dogs. Uh, it, it serves several functions. Uh, it is a way to ensure that the dogs are current on their rabies vaccination. It also uh, allows us to have a census and also to ensure um, being able to return an animal uh, to an owner should it um, go missing okay. any questions from the board so what are our options so your options are to um, you can uh, if the if the dog complained of um, you can de decide whether he's a, a nuisance or deem him dangerous um, uh, if you deem him you can dismiss a complaint, deem the dog a nuisance, or deem the dog dangerous. Um, you should have a, a, a copy of the definitions on page two. Dangerous dog um, is defined as a dog that either without justification attacks a person or a domestic animal causing physical injury or death, behaves in a manner that a reasonable person would believe poses an unjustified imminent threat of physical injury or death <coughs> to a person or to a domestic uh, or owned animal. I think he 
meets in, in, in that he did bite a person. Um, uh, they do define, uh, they do list reasons that um, uh, it would, the, the animal would be excused. Um, he does not uh, uh, meet those criteria. Right. Wasn't protecting the owner, wasn't protecting, yeah. Um, I know when we were reading the report, there was something about going back to the kennel where the dog was originally in New Hampshire and maybe returning it? or The, the owner, when I first um, contacted them regarding the bite, uh, had they had contacted, she had contacted the breeder um, to inquire if they would take the dog back. Um, the breeder, she told me the breeder was looking for a home for the dog. Um, then uh, I believe that didn't, because that was not transpiring, she contacted a rescue and actually the rescue took the dog and then she decided that she would like, she, she, re, she got the dog back. So the dog's currently in her possession in Foxborough. As far as as far as I know, the dog is is still at forty six. Uh, We're right here, by the way. Oh, okay. All right. I'd like to speak on behalf of my own dog, my own pet. Yep. Yep. We'll, Two sides we'll, of every story. Yep. We'll, we'll we'll give you an opportunity. <clears throat> In two thousand and fourteen, Sue was the last time it was licensed. Correct. Okay. So do you, do you deem this dog a nuisance or dangerous? I, I believe, based on the fact that he's bitten twice, um, that he is dangerous. Okay. Um, if, you, if you deem the dog dangerous, you then, um, the Chapter 140, Section 157, um, requires you to pick from a menu of... Uh, uh, gives you options to choose from in, in terms of remediation. Chapter 140, Section 157? Yes, I, and I provided you with a, a copy. What I, I am recommended, recommending that the dog, when removed, option three, that when removed from the premises of the owner or the premises of the person keeping the dog, the dog shall be securely and humanely muzzled and restrained with a chain or other tethering device. Why wasn't the dog muzzled after the first time it had bitten someone? I think you'd have to ask the owner. They were, they... Okay. Uh, and do, do we need, should they be... Um, yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them up now because I, I have some questions for them. You, you can come up. But I think they also need to be sworn in. Right. Yeah. I need to be sworn? Yep. Yeah. Right here. Swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I do. Okay. And what's your state name for the record, please, sir? My name is Edwin Brown. Uh, first of all, I want to say to you, I feel bad about what happened with the dog. The dog officer knows that. You spent several thousand dollars on this dog. It's not just a regular dog. It's had all its shots. It's had everything. It was only 12 days late on his rabies shot. The new Foxborough Hospital was so backed up, we've asked for a date to have it done. The rabies shot was done. The last incident, we know the person that came up behind my wife. The dog was on a leash. She bent down, 
to pick up something. He came up behind her and startled the dog, and he nipped at him. Never broke the skin, never cut him. He was in a protective mode because my wife had him on a leash, and she was in open field. It happens to be someone that knows the family and kind of startled her when she went to pick up the dog's poo and put it in the bag. She had a foot on the leash, and the, the dog didn't take off and go after the person. The dog just nipped at him to get to stay away. Now, I have two grandchildren, <clears throat> two-year-old, seven-year-old. They also have friends all on the street. He's never gone after any of the neighbors. He's never gone after any kid. My kids hang all over him, pull his ears, yank at him. He's never, ever showed any aggression whatsoever. But being startled, the dog had happened, and it happened twice. The dog reacted that way. Now, I understand I would never, never, my wife and I would ever want anybody to ever get hurt. We gave the dog to a dog rescue, breaking our heart, not to lose the dog or you people to put him down or decide to put him down because he's not a vicious dog. He doesn't go to maim them, to rip their arm off or take their leg apart, nothing like that. He's never turned on anybody in the family. If he did once or even looked at my kids the wrong way, I would get rid of the dog. So we know what it's like to own a dog like that. He had a pincher collar on him with a leash, and we didn't have a muzzle. Not every dog, no matter what it is, could be a pit bull, could be this dog, could be that. I had a cocker spaniel for 15 years before this one. That thing would bite you way before mm -hmm. and worse mm -hmm. than what this dope did to you. So I'm not trying to undermine what's said about the dog. We're willing to spend more money on training. We're willing to put a muzzle on him. We're willing to make sure that he doesn't get near other people. We don't have a problem with that. But I think we're being a little bit harsh with the dog officer. For some reason, I don't think she likes me. I don't like her either. And furthermore, she's not very nice to us. We're nice people. We've been here 20 years in this town. You've never heard of my name or anything that's happened to my family, or my kids, or myself, or my dog. And the dog is a nice dog. If I think for one minute he'd be one problem with anybody in this town, including anybody up there, I would get rid of the dog. So I understand what it's like, and I hear about all the things about pit bulls and this and that and everything else. I'm, I'm very aware of what goes on. But I, you know, fine. If she wants a muzzle, a muzzle. He is on a leash all the time. We walk him on a leash. He doesn't walk on his own. He doesn't walk down the street. He doesn't walk up the street. He doesn't walk around my yard. He is chained while he's in the yard. He's chained when he's in the house. He's secured. So I know the incident, but you have to understand, at that type of dog, you come up on him and you scare him, you spook him, and they're near their owner. The dog can react that way. But I, if I thought he acted in a way, a manner, that would be vicious to the point where he wanted to hurt somebody and maim them. That'd be bad. That would be the it for me. I would be done with the dog. But the dog's not that type of dog. She's come to visit the dog. It's never barked at her. It's never gone near her. It just, she checks on the dog. The dog's fine. It's not somebody that goes crazy when people come to my door. He doesn't run out to try to go bite somebody in the neighborhood. That's just the type of dog. But... That's all I have to say about it. It's not, it's, it's, it. I know it sounds worse than it really is. 
And if he maimed any one of these people to a bad point where I thought he was in viciousness, but if someone comes on my property and startles the dog or somebody comes up behind you and she said, he said, Susan, to my wife, which was a friend of the family's name, his mother, and she turned quick and that's when the dog, you know, lashed out at the, at the person. So, you know, um, whatever you, you people decide. I mean, I'll, you know, if you, if you feel that we have to give him up to, to send him to a, I think him living on a farm for the rest of his life is kind of harsh for what's happened. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not real. If he was vicious, taking off out of my house and going around the neighborhood biting people, that's one thing. But that's not what's happening here. Well, I, I don't think the, the recommendation is, is to remove the dog. I think the recommendation is to, when you're walking a dog, make sure it's muzzled and leashed. Fine. And I think, uh, I think. It's no problem. That, I don't have a problem with that. I think that that would be our recommendation yeah. as well. I, I would also get it licensed. Um, make sure you follow the. He's been licensed the, all along. It's just something that was an oversight on our part, but it's been licensed all along up until that point. Well, we're, make we're not sure. trying to avoid it. Thirty dollars. We got to make sure we follow up with the paperwork. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> so. Did uh, you say the dog was licensed now? Right now. Uh, we just got a bunch of fines and stuff. I don't know. We got to go down and pay everything. We'll take care of it this week. We'll get it all squared away. Because I had to go to the vet, get all the shots, just to even bring them to New Hampshire, and you know, had to pay somebody to go take them up there. And I mean, did you get a did you get a, a census form this year? Census? Mm -hmm. Not yet. I don't believe it. I don't did you get one last year? I don't remember. Yes. Did, well, you know, on the census form at the bottom it says, "Is there a dog in your in your uh, household?" Never noticed it. I don't look at it. Well, if you noticed it, I mean, it's so you know your dog is supposed to be licensed, and if you return that census form, you should have checked off that you have a a dog in your residence that has to be licensed. Well, certainly not trying to hide the fact that we have no. a dog. How well, do you hide, hide a ten, ten pound dog? <laughs> but the thing is, you don't. You know your dog has to be licensed, and you know that like the dogs have to be licensed every year. Yeah, but I, my cat needs to be registered every year. But I'm forget about that too. It happens. I'll pay the whatever it is. Well, we're, we're, she we're, also gave me a fine, five hundred twenty dollars for the dog to have a rabies. It was twelve days. I, I've spent thousands on this dog, thousands of dollars. And my question to you earlier was, yeah. if the dog had bitten someone a couple of years ago. Yeah. Then how come the dog wasn't muzzled, and that would have prevented the second uh, dog bite? The person cut through my yard to go to work. It was on my property. It happened. You know what I mean? But this isn't a dog going around a neighborhood biting people. The first. I, 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 That's I, not. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you said that uh, it was public property both times. They, they, not the first. Time. A, the first time I heard from the mother of the young woman who was bitten who said that she was passing by the house when um, and was bitten. Um, she, um, the woman, the uh, young woman could hear somebody calling for the dog and then she was bitten. Um, the, uh, the second time the dog was on uh, town property down by the basketball courts on Payson Road. At, at the time that I talked to um, Mrs. Brown after the first bite, she told me that she t would take, uh, she was unable to walk 
Roscoe and would take, drive him down to um, that area to let him off leash to exercise. Um, the, when he bit the second time, um, the, what I was told by the person bitten are a little different than um, what Mr. Brown is saying now. Um, that gentleman did say that the, I, uh, that the dog was off leash. Um, he said that they, uh, they were acquainted and through their children and that they had been ch chatting five to ten minutes um, when uh, um, the, uh, he went to leave and when he turned to leave that the dog um, bit him. No, um, I turned. Excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, the a dog can be fine. Oftentimes, when a dog bites, it, it, they 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 know familiar and unfamiliar. And if someone is unfamiliar to them, they may equate that with um, uh, being unsafe. Fight or flight. Got a choice: leave or handle it yourself. And then, in those circumstances, sometimes a dog will bite. In addition to the episode on the first bite on March sixteenth uh, of two thousand and sixteen, on um, April seventh, uh, Mrs. Brown called me, uh, left a message frantic that the dog had been um, uh, had been loose for two hours and she couldn't catch him. She said, "Quote: She can't do it anymore." Um, I was delayed in getting the message. When I did get the message, uh, she had said. Um, uh, um, the, uh, that she had she had caught him and, in, and she didn't want me to take the dog she would get rid of him on Craigslist so there's, <clears throat> there has been a, a history of inability to control the dog I, um, I, I, I believe you said about the time the dog bit the young woman passing by the front of the house that um, he wasn't the, the problem that the reason he um, Somebody left a door open, maybe a, a grandchild, but that he wasn't wearing a shock collar, so that prevented you from um, uh, being able to. Uh, uh, he refused. He did, he wouldn't come when called if he wasn't wearing a shock collar. No, he has a shock collar on all the time. And so if he is called on command, you just pause the dog comes right over. But my my biggest concern was there seemed to be a. a sense of casualness about the bites. Mrs. Brown didn't recall the first bite until I reminded her, and that she, despite being uh, told not to take the dog, um, to allow the dog to exercise off leash because he had bitten, that they were still taking the dog and to public property and, and allowing him to run off lead. At the, she said, um, I'm, I don't let him off leash if there's anyone around. This is un an area that's unfenced. Someone, you know, one minute this, you're the only one there, and the next minute somebody else comes along, somebody on a bicycle, um, whatever, somebody else to use the public property. If you don't have good control of your dog and he has a bite history, he shouldn't be in that situation. Well, isn't there a leash law anyway in the town of Foxborough? There's a care and control law. So anytime you take your dog out of your house to walk, you're supposed to, the dog is, any dog is supposed to be on a leash. On correct? leash or under voice control. Chief, you have um, Mr. now that uh, Sue is part of the public safety family, I just want to say I take exception to this gentleman saying that he doesn't like the ACO. I think it's out of order. 
Secondly, I think when you asked the question, I think it revealed a, a misstatement. Uh, clearly, the dog is not licensed, and I would ask that you give them a very limited window to pro provide evidence of the fact that the dog is licensed and has a rabies shot to the ACL. A week she knows a lot of the rabies shot yeah. already because we let her know. He's already, he's been shot, he's had his shots. Sure. all the records, it's all updated. If it's a matter of paying for a license, not a big deal, I'll do it right now. Well, I go out. Well, my concern is, is you've known about this hearing and, and you know the dog is supposed to be licensed. Why haven't you gotten the dog's license yet? Well, first of all, I want to know, you know, because i got a bunch of fines here. I just want to know if there's going to be more fines, what I have to pay. To take care of it. That's all. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this very simple and crystal clear. Okay. Can I say? Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm the one who's with the dog all the time. Come on up. Come on up. Like State your name. Bill, she get, need to be sworn yep. in. Yes, she does. <clears throat> raise your right hand, please. You want to swear? You swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. Yes, I do. Say so your name for the record, please. Susan Brown. Thank you. Um, the incident that we're talking about with the dog, the last incident. The dog, there was no one there. When I got there, there was no one there. Um, then the gentleman was on the court. When I take my dog to that field, I make sure there's no one there. If there is, I do not let him loose. I do not take him off the leash. The reason I do that, like she said earlier, is for his exercise. I've had two back surgeries in a year. I can't walk him any longer. Okay, and I was never told after the first incident to have him muzzled. We control the dog the very, very best we can. Believe me, we don't want anyone hurt. Like he said, we have two grandchildren. I have nieces, I have nephews, I have all kids around this dog. I have adults around the dog. I would, we would never do that. That's why I had the dog taken to New Hampshire, because I felt like I, I just, I have to do it, I don't want anyone hurt, and we did it. And then I realized, this is a, one, this is a good dog. He is a good dog, he's a wonderful dog. He was protecting me. I turned and had two feet on the leash to pick up the poop, which is very hard for me to do. I don't know. I couldn't even see. He had a ball in his hand, a basketball. He is a dog, like you said, when he gets startled. I don't know if he started to walk towards me because I could not see. All I know is that he got upset and he startled and he went in, in bed. Yeah. All right, but that dog is has been since I've, since this incident he's been muzzled if I even take him out I probably count the number of times because I still can't walk him that well mm -hmm. I don't take him to the field anymore he has his thing on from morning until night till he goes to bed and it does control him he will come to me and even when I've been to the field alone with him without that on he which isn't very often I could probably count that time too he still comes to me he will come right back to me. It's, it, and, and if there's people around the minute I see someone, I call him and he comes. I put his collar, his everything back on, and we leave. I do, don't bring him around because I don't want to take a chance. I know he's protective. He's very protective of my grandchildren, the property, anything. I have has him, had him muzzled when I take him out. He hasn't been, like I said, he has not been out maybe five times since this whole incident with his muzzle on. So, I mean, yes, the licensing, it's my fault. It's not his fault. I take care of the bills. It's me. And I haven't done it. And I, it, it's silly. We knew we were coming. 
there's no excuse for it. There, there is no excuse. But at the same time, I did not, I don't know, I understood also that she, maybe he was going to be recommended to be put down. I can't have the dog put down. I don't, I don't think that's going to be our recommendation. That was originally what I understood. So that's, that's why we're having this, this hearing tonight. So any, any more questions from the board? Um, I did question for Sue. Um, on number four of the um, things that we have to choose from, if the dog is deemed dangerous, um, it says the, that the owner or keeper of the dog provide proof of insurance in an amount not less than $100,000, insuring the owner or keeper against any claim, loss, damage, injury, blah, blah, blah. Is that something that we usually require, or is that something that you feel that in this circumstance, in this circumstance, maybe should be required? Um, we have not required it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how readily someone can. Um, usually, that can be covered under the service person's homeowner's coverage. Mm -hmm. Do you have that coverage on your homeowners? No, they don't. They won't do certain breeds of dogs. The insurance companies, which they move a lot of dogs out in that section. So I'm responsible for my dog, mm -hmm. and that's it. The other challenge they would probably have now is that since the dog is bitten twice, you may not be able to, it may not be covered under the coverage. Mm -hmm. okay. um, your, your personal feelings regarding our uh, dog officer are irrelevant. She's doing her job. You might not appreciate the way. Sensitivity to everything, though. It's, it doesn't matter. She's protecting the public, and that's her job, and, and we thank her for that. So we always appreciate people doing their job. A lot of times it's thankless. Um, they're not going to please everybody, but she is doing her job. So uh, I just want to get that on the record. Uh, do I have a motion to close the public hearing? I'll move to close the public hearing. Second. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Right. Um, now, as far as the, the options, um, I, think, I think we have to give them a, a, a definitive timeline to pay all the, all the back fines and to get the dock license, number one. I think there should be a stipulation that the dog should be leased and leashed and muzzled at all times in public, unless it's in a in a fenced area. Um, Dave, don't we have to decide whether the dog is a nuisance or a dangerous dog? Well, um, yeah, we have to decide. I think we before because yeah. nuisance is just yeah. I, I think the dog is is dangerous um, due to the fact that there's an issue with Mrs. Brown controlling the dog. Uh, when she's by herself um, so I think in in that aspect that the dog could be deemed dangerous uh, with the two uh, with the two the history of the two bites I don't think anybody on this board would would want to recommend uh, euthanizing an animal um, particularly a dog um, but I think we have a, a responsibility for public safety and this will be the last chance um, so I think we have to be um, very uh, very direct 
and, and put a uh, defined timeline on getting this done. And failure um, to meet those guidelines in that timeline, well, we will have to uh, take the dog away. So, so Mr. Chairman, so the, the actions before the board is uh, there. There's a couple steps. One is the first step is to determine is the, if the if the dog. If the board determines that the dog is dangerous based upon the, the hearing and testimony that's been presented to you tonight, uh, what would be the board's uh, decision on that issue? And second issue would be that the, the form of penalty that would be issued and any other conditions that the board would like to place on that, on the situation. Okay. Can I have a motion on um, <clears throat> whether the dog is deemed dangerous? How would you word that? Move to deem the Brown's dog dangerous? I would say based on the testimony and, and, and information presented to the board this evening, um, I would move that the board determine that the, that, the, um, that the dog Roscoe, as referred to in this hearing, has been determined to be dangerous. Get back, Caitlin. <laughs> so moved. Second. Uh, motion made. Second. Uh, any further discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So now we need a motion on conditions. Um, so I, I think we need to do a defined timeline on getting the, the back point. I think we should clarify what needs to be paid first, right? So what's in arrears? Uh, <clears throat> licensing would um, okay. licensing at twelve dollars uh, per year. Uh, 2015, 16, and 17 um, it would be uh, they had been issued a citation of $50 per, for failure to license. Um, uh, any late fees that would be determined by the um, I, I, the town clerk's office, but for tonight we'll, we'll say that it's just the, the fine. I, I think in, they would waive the late fee in lieu of the fine. Um, and then there's a citation, a uh, $100 uh, uh, failure to vaccinate and failure. Let me see if I have a copy of this one. Uh, so it's the fine, citation, and licensing fees. Oh, I do have a copy. I'm sorry. Um, uh, it was uh, biting a person, $25, failure to vaccinate, $100, and, and uh, failure to um, license, $50. So a total of 125 Plus the three back years. Correct. I'll just pay it tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You're not going to put any time on it. I'll just. Oh, we have I to think we should. We have to put a time limit on it. For the record. Yeah. Yeah. So... So 161. Yeah. Um, so uh, move um, that uh, all uh, licensing fees of uh, $12 per year for three years, the uh, citation of $50, failure to license, uh, oh. citation for 100 Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. I forget there was an outstanding citation for the previous year. Um, it went to court. Um, a warrant was issued when Mrs. Brown didn't appear for the arraignment, failed to come to the, 
the magistrate hearing, it went to arraignment. She did not appear. That's also outstanding. So there is from 2016, there's a $50 citation that has remained unpaid. But does that go to the town of Foxborough or does that go to the court? Honestly, don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I think it would still go to the town. It still go to us. Yeah. It's just then we just make it pay any outstanding fines and fees mm -hmm. um, where we're yeah. not sure. So, so the action would that. be that any outstanding license fees, any outstanding um, uh, warrants citations. Or, or citations relating to this this particular case must be paid within ten days. I would say ten days. Recommend to you ten days. And that failure to do so would require immediate hearing before the board again at the next at the next board meeting for further action. Yeah. yeah. So moved. Second. You need to say it again. That's not all. No. That's no. No. Then right. we have a third. Yeah. Uh, There's a third uh, piece. Uh, motion made. Second. All those in favor. Aye. Aye. And then, um, so wording it would be moved to um, make sure that. Uh, the dog Roscoe at uh, 46 Baker Street um, went outside the house. The, the home. Oh, no, go ahead if you can uh, clarify. The wording, it. the if you ref, if you go to the, uh, the Mass General Law 140 Section 157, it gives you the wording. Do you have that? Uh, I, item three. Yeah. Oh, I've got. When removed from the premises of the owner or the premises? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Perfect. So move that uh, when removed from the premises of the owner or the premises of the person keeping the dog, the dog shall be securely and humanely muzzled and restrained with a chain or other tethering device having a minimum tensile strength of 300 pounds and not to exceed three feet in length. Second. Motion made, second, any further discussion? Yeah, can we also include on that that you said that the bylaw in town Foxborough said that a dog must be on a leash or under voice commands. Can we stipulate that the dog can never not be on the leash when it's out? We never. Well, we just did that. That's with, really with number three. Yeah. yeah. That's what number three stands for, just to be yeah. clear. But I mean, just to make, but. Securely and, and humanely muzzled and restrained with a chain. Yeah, okay. But I mean, and you we realize. Yeah, you no, can we understand. We have no problem with no. that. He'll be always. On the leash, okay. And always muzzled. Yeah. That is good. Mr. So, Chairman, just one clarifying point. It, it sounds to me, based on the testimony offered by Mrs. Brown, that she's not able to control the dog all the time. I'm wondering if, if, it's, if it's appropriate for her not to be the one that controls the dog in, in the public. Well, I think with the dog muzzled. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell if she can't walk her dog. I mean, well, except for the fact that she indicated that she has, you know, debilitating conditions that allow her to not actually well, do all the conditions are going to get better. She had an operation. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. As long as as long as the dog's muzzled. And I, I wouldn't walk him without his muzzle. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that. And his. I put the muzzle. And his. Okay. Victoria yes. okay. Uh Motion made. Yep. Second. Second. Um, any further discussion? Mm -hmm. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Should we be beginning a note from Sue that everything was taken care of by our next meeting? Oh. Yeah. Sue? 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 Sue, I'm sorry. Just to, just to report, just to provide a report to me when that, when those fines have been paid Certainly. and secured so that we don't have any, so we know exactly when I'll just let the board know. Okay. okay. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Sue. Sue. Is that Roscoe with an O or an E? <laughs> oh. Oh. Excellent. Uh, right to the last minute. Rules. Went a little bit behind. Uh, Chief Atfield? Safer Grant? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stay with her, gonna stay with her just for the time being. She's out. Come on, my little duckings. <laughs> <laughs> All the white shirts. <laughs> All right. So we don't have a fire dog, do we? No. No. But they have a sparky suit, though. They do. We have a really nice one that blinks its eyes. <laughs> so. Um, so, Mr. Chair, members of the board, uh, just by way of introduction, this is the item that I introduced to you uh, two weeks ago relative to the fact that the town has been the, the fortunate recipient of a fire safer grant through FEMA, uh, the Federal Emergency Management a uh, Agency, uh, applied for by the town uh, through Chief Hatfield's oper operation. Um, particularly, I'll, I'll, have, I'll leave him to do the introductions on that piece of it. But uh, tonight, we are in a position where we wanted to afford the board an opportunity to ask any questions they might have pre, uh, prior to tonight's meeting. Um, if there's any issues that you want to just uh, have an opportunity to, to kind of evaluate and study before this meeting tonight. Just want to make it clear that we do need a decision out of the board tonight uh, because uh, the grant is on a 30-day notice that if we are determined not, or we don't make a decision or we decide not to accept it, that it would in fact be a, a challenge to uh, we we may not be we not be able to keep the grant uh, based on that determination. So um, that's the reason for their, their their presence tonight and to make sure that that everybody's clear on on the action before them. All right. So without further ado, Mr. Chairman, I'll I, I'll defer to uh, Chief Hatfield. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Keegan. I I hope all of you guys got a copy about two weeks ago. There's some bullets on a, 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 the reasons why we actually went after the grant. Um, you know, the key point is, is before you even look at the grant, you've got to look at the rational reason why do we need uh, more firefighters. And uh, what we wanted to do is give you actual facts, uh, not opinion, uh, on based off of uh, different reports that were done by a third party, being the cough report in 2006-2007, uh, along with um, things that have occurred since I've been your fire chief since 2009. Um, I did a survey, looked at a lot of concerns that folks had both from the firefighters' point of view, from the town manager at the time, Andrew Gala, uh, the board of selectmen, and uh, analyzing the question, uh, what should our staffing level be at? Even back in 2009, 2010, it was pretty clear that we were reaching a point uh, that we needed to be looking at eight firefighters just to make sure that we could support the ALS services that we have here in the town of Foxborough, along with still providing a good, solid fire protection. Uh, 2012, I also did a, uh, a study looking at all the surrounding fire departments when we were looking at why was our overtime at the level that we were at uh, in 2012. And again, one of the, the key components that came out of that is looking at our staffing level. How can we reduce overtime? is by looking at how do we reduce the amount of callback that we had going on. 
So a lot of these things were building up the case of showing where we should be at. And that was going all the way back to the Coffer Report in that 2006-2007. And if you look at the facts of where the town of Foxborough is today, with the growth that we have at Patriot Place, with the growth that we have with two uh, very large housing complexes being the lodge and being the domain, looking at what's going on at Foxfield Plaza and just the residential growth. Um, and the call volume has also increased drastically since the time that, that study was done. It's pretty obvious, very clear that uh, for us to be able to provide the, a heavier service on the EMS side to make sure that we have the resources available to protect our community and our, our residents, to still be able to protect our community from fire, it takes people. Um, so when my two deputies came in, we strategized on a kind of like a master plan, looking at short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals. And this discussion came back up, as it's been one for nine years plus. And uh, the deputies had talked about it. Deputy Kelleher uh, asked what my thoughts were on the SAFER grant. I thought it was a very good idea. I have seen other communities that have received it. And it does help communities out that are looking to um, better protect their community. So we asked permission uh, to look into it deeper. I said, yes, I absolutely go right ahead. Uh, with some assistance with Lieutenant Patini and other staff members, they uh, got all the data, the facts, to support the SAFER grant and wrote an incredible narrative um, that caught their eye. We also got support from Congressman Joe Kennedy's office uh, in regards to the SAFER grant. And before you know it, we were getting phone calls asking us uh, our account numbers and if we were at a point that we could uh, accept pretty close to a $750,000 federal grant to help the town of Foxborough out in regards to meeting their needs to provide protection. That's kind of the short and narrow. I brought both the deputies here uh, as they've been here for longer time than I have and they have deeper uh, understandings of the growth of the community and we can answer any question you might have. Members of the board, fire away. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> We're ready. So this would be hiring how many potential uh, firefighters? Four. Uh, four. Four. And that would fill the coffers that you're looking for, if I could, to get that. What was your number? Eight? Yeah. Uh, right now we're at seven. Per? We're at seven per shift. That's mm -hmm. a captain, lieutenant, and five firefighter paramedics. This would bring us to eight adding a firefighter paramedic onto each shift. And, um, you know, I'm not even going to get into talking about the future, but just today, that allows us to still keep the two ambulances going out and keeping the fire apparatus staffed. A lot of times, we've, we're probably now about 65 to 68% medical on the statistics. Yeah. And um, a lot of the times, it's two ambulances going out at the same time. When we do that, that drops eight guys automatically out the door, leaving us with basically three to run fire protection and to still respond to other EMS calls and bring mutual aid in to help us out. Um, by having eight, it would allow us to continue to, to provide a better protection to our whole community. One of our challenges is 30% um, of our ambulance calls require a second paramedic in the back of the ambulance. So our fire engine only has two guys 
that respond along with the ambulance to help and assist to get the person out of the house and, and whatnot. But when they actually transport, that engine now has one guy on it coming back to the station that's really out of service and can't respond to other calls. So that's 30% of the approximately you know, 1,800 to 2,000 ambulance ones we do a year. So it just it would help fill that gap so that truck would be available to go on other calls and whatnot. You had also mentioned, Chief, that this would help reduce overtime. So what kind of what well, money are we looking at now in overtime? When I did the study in 2012, if you, for those that were around, I think, Ginny, you were, um, we, that's when we had discussed going to seven at all times, and we did see a drastic reduction in callback need because we had those assets. Do I see eight helping us reduce uh, any more than that? Probably not because we're, we're not having uh, the callbacks that we have now are for like full box alarms, uh, any high hazard area like uh, Doolittle Home where it's a nursing home, high school schools and things like that. So what, uh, what we actually did was we took, um, we did some risk assessment and risk analysis and looked at what our call volume was and, and really we, we just, instead of, we used to recall guys from home when we get busy. Well, after a while, it becomes inefficient. You know, you're calling guys in from home constantly. They're coming in. They're not prepared to go out on calls. They're in jeans and a T-shirt. They're mowing their lawn or whatever they're doing. And, and you're paying them a minimum amount of hours to come in on a call. And a lot of times, you weren't getting them to go out on anything. It was just coverage. You were, you know, it was reactionary. It wasn't, you know, like, it wasn't proactive. So what we did is we reallocated those overtime funds to beefing up the staffing on the shift day-to-day -to, -day to cover those calls and we reduce the amount of time we're calling guys back in which is it's a better scenario for everybody it's, it gives us a quicker response time the guys are appropriately dressed they're ready to go so when they you know and in the station so th but there's you know there's an element of risk involved like with everything so when we call guys back we could get 20 guys back and have a lot of manpower we might not get anybody it's a yeah. so we decided to reallocate that money and, and really try to keep the guys on the shift one or two extra guys on the shift as opposed to constantly recalling people from home. So with that being said, like on a regular shift then, do you have more than seven? We no. never have more than seven, okay. and uh, we're, we're probably able to maintain seven people with the current overtime uh, about 70% of the time and about 30% of the time we're at six. Okay. So this we have uh, certain types of leave we fill, and there's other things that we don't. When someone calls in sick, right. we drop the six. So, okay. so then... That puts us in the list. So when I painted the scenario before, we run the two ambulances about 50 or 60 percent of the time. The second ambulance goes out before their first ambulance goes back. So a minimum of two people in each vehicle. So that's four out the door going to Norwood, Sturdy, sometimes Boston, but then enter in the, the 30 percent of the time when we need to take a third guy in the ambulance. That's at least one guy in a fire engine going back yeah. to the station. That creates a scenario we need to call guys in from home. Right. Things like that. So. So in a situation like that, and this maybe is getting off. What if you had another fire and you've got there you all go. those people yeah. out? There yeah. you go. We, we call, we, we call uh, mutual aid, yeah. Yeah. and right. we call everybody in from home. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and we run ourselves at risk because, again, even with that scenario that you just said, we're still going to be that we're still going to be the first ones there, one guy, two guys. Yeah. And that's just a really unsafe condition for any firefighter that has to deal with. Uh, if they're dealing with a structure fire or, or any type of fire scenario. But even from a practicality standpoint, so we, we get the fire alarm at the Renaissance and we, they dump the Renaissance and they evacuate. People are standing out in the parking lot in the middle of February because somebody set off a smoke detector on the third floor. 
when we still have an obligation to respond. Right. And if everyone's out, I mean, yeah. that's just as troublesome to the business as a, like a major fire. But it's still that's the issues we deal with sometimes. Yeah. You know. Now, with one of the question back in what was it, two thousand eight, nine? When did you do the conference? Six, six two thousand six, two thousand. The ideal staffing then was eight. Is that still the the state statue or national statue or for a town? It's, it's the size? recommended uh, staffing amount for that report based on on the, on the population activity that that goes on here in this community at that we, time. At that at time. time. So what is it now? What is the? We haven't done a yeah, study uh, since study, then, which is something that we've, we've talked about. We just knew from that time period that the you know that report came out and said that we needed the eight. We yeah. we got four at that time. And right. Since that time, we've been right. trying to get those extra four. And I did a personal study just by contacting all the Norfolk County fire chiefs in 2012, uh, looking at communities that were at 21 square miles like we are in the area around 17,000. And at that point, uh, it was seven to nine is what we were seeing out there in just Norfolk County. So it, all, all the statistical facts outside of what we think has shown that we should be at eight uh, and growing. And again, that's not even taking into consideration what we think the future is going to be in the next three to five years. But that's where a study could potentially help. Okay. Oh, I just had a question that always comes up. Mm. Why do you send a fire truck with an ambulance? <laughs> so, and then so always people always ask yeah, me. No, and it gets asked all the time. And I yes. want them. I've so, answered it. For a lot of yeah. years, so I'll let yeah. them answer. So 20 years ago, we used to get our paramedics came from Norwood Hospital. So two guys would come from Norwood, our two would go from the station. There were four people going to that call. This is back in the 80s, probably 30 years ago now. Um, so when the, the town wanted to hire its own paramedics, you know, it would actually be a lower level of service if we only sent two paramedics to the house, given the amount of equipment. Um, the obesity problem in America today, where people were up on the second floor, we have to carry them down and treat them. It's it's uh, it's a combination of things like that. Uh, a lot of we do a lot of car accidents just because geographically we're located in a kind of a transportation area of 95, 495, 140, Route 1, 106. Um, we we do more car accidents than a town with like say Norfolk, who doesn't have the highway, or or a town like Rentham who just has to cover 495. So, um, fire truck is a standard response to a car accident because cars leak oil, fuel, gasoline that carry the jaws of life as well. So if we need to pop a door to get somebody out of a car or, or you know, it's worse, we need the hands. The, um, the, the, fire, the fire engine really is just kind of a manpower. Yeah. Well, well, that makes sense when you go into a car accident. Well, right. but, and, but the, so the state now mandates the medics. Before, when I started, we grabbed that person, threw them in the back of the ambulance and went. They're mandated now to treat at the bedside or treat at the incident. So if somebody's in bed, the paramedics have to treat there before they even get in the ambulance. Right. And that's when so we went to an ALS system. Now you need people bringing in the AEDs and all the other equipment and bringing more equipment in to assist those two medics as they're treating at the bedside. But why, why don't you, why a fire engine, why don't you get because like a fire engine can go to a fire engine can go yeah. to any call that comes up, so we do a lot of... Yeah responding from one emergency to another and the fire engine is the only truck that we have that can go to if your house is on fire it's also um it's also licensed by the state as an ambulance it has all the same equipment to provide uh, advanced level life support as we have in the ambulance it's got a cardiac monitor it has all the drugs it has you know obviously water it has meters for carbon monoxide calls which we do a significant amount of in the winter time 
and people's carbon monoxide detectors are going off. So it's really, it's a utility vehicle that can respond to any emergency that, that comes up that we would respond to. That's the only truck that we have. If we were in an SUV, we were on North Grove Street, and we got a call for a fire on East Belcher Road, that would be, a, you know, we'd have to go back to the station to pick up the fire engine and then respond. And also, going back to, as Michael did an analysis of maybe a year or two ago, and we have started with the dispatches and triaging the calls. So somebody calls up and soap in the eye. I, I had that once. Uh, <laughs> and I'm on call for soap in the eye. We, we won't send the engine to that. No. Just the so engine. So, yeah, it's not actually every call. So we actually not, tried to triage it, them. Over the last year, yeah. year and a half, two years yeah. now. There's certain calls that we send more than just the fire engine. The ambulance send the, we'll, send the, we'll send two ambulances to a call. For instance, a cardiac arrest. It's manpower intensive. You know, there's a lot, a lot happening in the first 10 or 15 minutes. Overdoses, things like that. Yeah. Those, are, those are calls we manpower intensive. We'll send more than just the engine. But again, a lot, a, a lot more recently is now. You will just see the ambulance responding. Just them. Yeah. If the okay, so simplify. If it's a basic life support through the new tier system, just the ambulance. If it's an ALS, an advanced life support, that's when you're always going to see the two paramedics dealing with the patient. That's their job by state statute. The fire truck is the evacuating. They're getting them out of their homes, getting them out of their place of business, getting them out of their vehicle. They extricate. And that's how the system works to provide the highest level of medical care we can. Thank you. I hope everyone heard that. <laughs> I, I probably get asked that question monthly. So, yeah. I think we're about as efficient as we can be as a fire department. With the staffing today, that we have. With the staffing that we have. I think we, we're pretty good at capturing most of our calls and our mutual aid isn't you know, it's it's balanced for the most part. You know, there's times we, you know, they'd say the highway is the only place where yeah. we kind of abuse mutual aid. Okay. Yeah, um, I think it's great. Whoever wrote a grant, I know how hard it is writing grants. It's phenomenal. Um, what happens in three years? Well, with this grant, we're not obligated to go any th further than the three three years with the grant. If we financially feel that we can't afford it, or we as a community feel that. Uh, there's not a need. We're not obligated at all to keep those positions. So at that point, we have a, a, a few choices. We could look at what we have for retirements coming up um, and, and not backfill those retirements if that was the situation that we felt was best suited so that we're not really laying anybody off. Um, or we lay, it, lay those individuals off. Um, I personally believe that when you, we, you read Randy Scollins' letter and you look at the projections like I have, um, and you see the growth that we have projected for the next three to five years, I, I feel that um, this is keeping us where we need to be, and, and when we get even further into our future, be what it is, uh, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So, I thought Randy was going to be here. Randy is actually on vacation this week. He's actually out, out, of the, out of the country, so, so good for him. <laughs> but, but, um, but I wanted to... I, for the, for he did. I asked him to produce a report, which he did, and I think it's important to read it into the record, if that's okay, Mr. Chairman. I would, sure. um, because I think it's he makes some very good points and, and will help help support the the efforts that have been made here so far. So this is a re, this is a, re, a letter from uh, Director of Finance, uh, Town Accountant Randy Collins. Uh, I would prefer to speak in support in person in at your eight twenty two. 2017 meeting where you will be viewing the fire department's request to accept the federal federal safer grant. However, I'll be on vacation out of the country and unavailable. Therefore, I have prepared the following recommendation. First of off, I, first off, I would like to congratulate the entire department, but in particular Deputy Chief Kelleher, uh, 
Antonio Patini was here, by the way. I see him in the back there. Um, um, and, and, and Deputy Chief uh, Buckley as well. On their success in being awarded the grant in a very competitive process. The grant allows for the hiring of four firefighter paramedics, increasing each of the four shifts strengths from seven to eight. It is my opinion that before considering the accepting the grant of this nature, i.e. a substantial three-year financial commitment and then no financial support, the first question that needs to be answered in the, in the affirmative is if there is a real and compelling need to increase the shift. The future cost is the, is the secondary consideration, yet still an important one. Eight per shift has been a supported goal of the fire department for quite some time. Specifically, the cough reports prepared by an independent consultant in 2007 to assist the town in understanding the long-term impacts of the Patriot Place development recommended that the town increase shift strength from six to eight at the time based on their detailed analysis. The town was able to increase to seven on a sustained basis, but un unable to increase to eight at the time due to, due to the crash of the world economy and the resulting impact on states and state and local revenues. Over the past 10 years, Foxborough Public Safety Departments have become increasingly stretched from border to border, Route 1 to Routes 95 and 95, 495, and out to Summer Street. Commercial and, and commercial and residential development is expanding at a record pace in Foxborough. In particular, the Southeast Quadrant is in hyper-growth mode right now with the main handover for 248-unit condo complex and the redevelopment of Foxfield Plaza slash Forbes Crossing nearing completion. With the commuter rail pilot now officially approved, significant development on the west side of Route 1 is highly likely in the foreseeable future. Adding to the Foxborough is a destination dynamic, is an aging population, a growing population, and serious medical issues unfortunately increasing. In my opinion, it is the community's best interest for our fire department to be properly staffed to manage the increasing calls for service. For, for service. If the Patriot Place development impact was enough reason to support eight person fire department shifts 10 years ago, certainly all the development that has occurred since then only solidifies that argument. The need is clear. The grant amount of $740,639 is substantial and would cover an estimated 82% of all the compensation and benefit costs over the three years excluding pension and, and OPEB. However, we are funding OPEB, funding pension OPEB costs according to actuarially determined funding schedules. The OPEB funding level is unlikely to be impacted by this particular staffing addition due to, due to how well the town has been managing this benefit and the funding of it. The Norfolk County Pension Assessment is on a fast track to be fully funded within 10 years after the SAFER grant runs its course. The assessment is projected to start declining as a percentage of salary before the grant ends. Therefore, these two costs are a minimal consideration of the long-term funding requirements for these positions. I'm estimating that the grant funding level will cover 100% of the compensation, health, life, and medical care, Medicare costs for each of these first two years. In the third year, the town would need to add $160,000 to cover these costs. In the fourth year, after the grant expires, the town's commitment would be $310,000 or an increment of $150,000. I don't consider the third year cost to, to the town be, to be a significant risk, assuming our financial plan is achieved over these three, next three years. As an indicator, as we close FY 2017, I am estimating that we will finish ahead of, ahead of plan slightly by an amount that would cover the $160,000 third-year incremental cost. Assuming our recurring revenue growth continues at this positive trend, the third year of the grant is a minimal financial risk that we would be able to, to mitigate if necessary. Beyond the third year, the financial risk is that, is that our, our recurring revenues aren't sufficient to absorb the incremental $310,000. It is quite possible the town's revenues will support this additional cost. However, if they don't, 
There are options. The first one being that the four incremental staff members are not required to be retained after three years. Not optimal, but certainly this eliminates the financial risk. Another option would be to find other savings in the budget to support the four staff members. This could be achieved by reprioritizing what is most important to the town at that point in time. In summary, the need is clear to the town to increase the fire department staffing level by four. The cost of the town over the three-year commitment is very manageable at $160,000. The financial risk to the town after three years is the town's complete is in town's complete control, and therefore not a significant risk. Therefore, I would strongly recommend support to accept the safer grant. So, um, what you've heard tonight is the the practical reasons for staffing the positions. You've heard the financial position that which is which really defines what our commitment is in terms of the town for supporting those positions over the three years and then and then beyond that time frame and uh, indicated to you that it's it's something that we, we should be able to manage I think the I think the one thing that the one remaining piece that that needs to be addressed is is the issue of the te- the, the study itself has been ten, it's ten years old I would dare say based on and, and, and this is really in support of what Randy said is that I would dare say that that the that the uh, number of eight is probably minimal and not maximal at this point in time. Um, so I would say to you that it's probably it behooves us as a town to actually explore the possibility of doing another study and to see where we stand at this point in time. And then at that point we can actually determine whether or not uh, at the end of that three years whether that's the appropriate staffing level at, at that point and there are we need to, we still have work to do to determine if, if that needs to be determined. Those are my thoughts. Okay. Um, I absolutely agree with the uh, third-party consultant to come in and evaluate um, what the future development is doing Mm. to the department and how we can shore up um, our public safety. Um, I don't think it's wise to walk away from from a grant of this magnitude. Uh, I would say that the... The consultant should be hired sooner versus later. Let's let's get a read on this in the next 12 months, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe put a put a small committee together to review the findings, uh, along with the with the fire department. Maybe the board mm-hmm. um, can do that jointly, and just so we can put together sort of a, a master plan for right. growth of the fire department, mm-hmm. um, and then we can in- include if it comes back like we all think it'll come back that we need the extra support that we can include that in our financial protections projections going forward so there are no surprises uh, right. when it when it comes to the, to the budget season and maybe we can, we can start building uh, some reserves uh, mm-hmm. in advance to help help fund help that. offset that um, so those those are my thoughts um, I, I, I think a lot of work went into this um, I think it's a good opportunity um, but we have, we have an obligation to the taxpayers to make sure that um, this is needed. Mm-hmm. You know, take the burden off of, off of the fire department to to prove to everybody that that it's needed. Let, right. Let's have a consultant mm-hmm. come in and, and based on NFPA and, and uh, requirements and, and state statute says this is how we recommend um, Foxborough Fire Department to um, keep the public safe. Now, there, there is good news in that the, the department has organized itself in such a way now that they, their, their uh, command structure is, is really well defined at this point. Um, it's really clear as to where the lines of authority have been, have been drawn. 
the, the department itself is running very smoothly at this point in time. Obviously, you know, having that uh, three and a half years ago, that same, same conversation was being had at the table uh, with the fire chief and uh, members of the department. You know, we could use that extra one person. We could, you know, obviously we weren't at that position to, to actually fund that, but we, but we actually I did did support some additional staffing incrementally to bring it up and to, and to, and to get the the organization structure in place. So this is really the next logical step. Fortunately, the federal government's going to help us with some of some of that, and I think it's a good opportunity for us to take advantage of that. When would the funds be received? Once we, I mean, the January. deadline is the twenty eighth. January twenty first. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he has been counting. <laughs> well, yeah. With the hiring. Uh, yeah, we could we could do. You could start that process. We could start we that could process in the in the um, early winter and probably be ready to go for the January twenty first. Any more questions from the board? No. Okay, I have a motion. Move to approve the FEMA Safer Grant. With, um, I, I think it's important that we, we put um, something in the record to um, request make funding. sure that we request uh, uh, to hire a consultant to, to look at the, the long-term needs. Should we split it up, though? Two different uh, motions. Yeah, I would I would do that, and then in, in the recommendation, I would I would suggest to you, Mr. Chairman, members of the board, that you approve the grant straight out as, as one action, and then uh, secondarily to, uh, direct me to uh, to seek funding uh, either next fiscal year or before if possible to uh, to, to engage uh, the services of a consultant to uh, to conduct a, 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 a staffing study of the department. So we'll uh, move to approve the FEMA safer grant. Second. If you made second, any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor? Okay. And then do we need a motion or do we just direct you to the, through the chair? I think the message is clear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thanks for the hard work. On the thank, you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Barra's got his hand up. Oh, just a quick question, um, like clarification. Uh, Barra, do you know Foxborough reporter? Uh, so, as you so once you get the money on January twenty first, uh, the hire you can could st you would start the hiring process before that, and then be able to hire once you got the money. Exactly. So basically, so you'd be going through stuff earlier in the winter, and then once you got the money, you could be you're hired because we have the money to do it. Absolutely. And I was just looking. If you shave off your beard, we might consider you. <laughs> well, I don't have the training, unfortunately, but otherwise that would be a very tempting salary. Um, other thing is is that uh, so I looked over and that it's currently everybody who's on roster also a certified EMT as well as a firefighter. Middle EMT, but um, most of our uh, firefighters are not paramedics. Right, right. and Middle exactly EMT, everybody that's been hired since um, I've been here is all paramedics. We haven't hired any EMTs. Excellent, very good. All right, so, that's all. So, Mr. Chairman, it's you know as I see Chief Baker sitting here as well, it's. Probably behooves us that if we're going to seek funding for an evaluation, we should do it at both departments to look at both staffing levels because I think they're both closely matched now right. at this point. They're probably and they were both mentioned in that. They were both that mentioned report. in that report. It's probably a good idea to update both sides of that mm -hmm. equation. You guys did such a great job finding a grant. Are there any grants out there for these studies? We are, uh, we'll look. Around. We'll look around. Maybe the uh, NAPC. Yeah, there might be some. Okay. Okay. But I think I think it's an important study to have. Mm -hmm. um, in our possession. Right. I, I think that's one big note that the community needs to know is that we have a lot of members of our department that have taken this on on, on their own. They're not being paid. They're not being compensated. 
Uh, I want to point out Lieutenant Patini, uh, even before Deputy Callaher was a deputy, always got engaged in that. And I, that's one great thing about this town is you've got people that are always looking for that alternative funding source, and it, it makes my job a lot easier. So, okay. yeah. Good, great job. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks, Thank Sean. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. We are running behind, and I want to take things out of order because there's a lot of members of the JCs here. Um, so I want to take that action item now if, if nobody has any objections. I don't want to, don't want to make them wait until whenever. <laughs> so... Um, Just for the record, that when I was chairman two weeks ago, we were out of here pretty easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're pushing you around. <laughs> no pressure. Well, you know, when it comes to animals, every everybody go, gets bogged down. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, on the on the action item, we have an approval of togetherness gathering, not in our town event on August twenty fourth on the town common from six to eight p.m. Um, You'll have to forgive me. I, I've been traveling, and I'm not fully up to speed on on how this came about. So, Linda, can you just, if you don't mind, give sure. us a little bit of Linda background. Walsh, Apond Ave, um, um, Foxborough JCs right now. Yeah. So uh, there was a couple situations that happened over the past couple months. Um, racial slurs were uh, thrown out at, at people in the streets. So. Um, it was on Facebook. I responded to it saying, you know, make sure that you let the police know about it. But then further down, a couple days into it, the JCs were actually called to action. Um, maybe the JCs could put some kind of little get-together on the common, you know, like we've done in the past. So um, when the JCs are called out, we usually take action. And so we did. Um, Almost immediately, um, we put things together and um, sent a package to you folks. So um, we have since changed the name from, um, we had it at Not In Our Town to Stand United um, Against Hate. So um, there's no negatives kind of in that. Um, we've been watching the folks that have signed up to come and there's 55 that are coming and then there's another 103 that are interested so we've been watching the feed and there hasn't been any negativity I did meet with um, Bill and the chief they were a little concerned it was before there was the protest and rally in Boston just kind of see what happens in there um, I didn't see what I thought I was going to see. Um, I think it was went fairly well. Um, there's been another um, event in Attleboro that there was no incidences there. I know that Walpole just did one with the kids and everybody like painted rocks um, with nice slogans and, and thoughts on them. So for us, basically, um, it's going to be... Um, the big thing for most people will be a almost like a musical chairs where the music stops. I sit down and I speak to Chris for you know two minutes about hi I I live on this side of town and you live on that oh I like the Patriots too. 
and the music starts again, and then I speak to Ginny about sports or whatever. So that kind of thing, it just gets everybody to kind of in conversation with one another. And then on the children's side, um, we have little buckets, and they'll have pom-poms, and they might give a pom-pom to Chris and to David and to Ginny, and then Bill will give me one. And So they kind of fill their buckets with these things. And also a nice little story that will be told to them about, you know, words matter kind of thing. Um, and I have little pledge cards that, you know, before they start school, they understand that words hurt. Um, and um, we have a DJ trying to have a, a group photo with the letters I am Foxboro and just two hours of a lot like National Night Out, only um, there'll be things for everybody. So, One of my concerns when I, when I first heard this is this an overreaction to an ignorant comment? Um, I, I just want to make sure, Is do we feel that this is something that is starting to rear its ugly head in our town, or is it just uh, is it just a timing issue? Is it something that was kind of brewing and we just kind of putting this together? I'm, I'm not sure. I think that um, the one incident happened, and the woman came right out on Facebook and said something. And then another woman came forward and said, yes, it happened to my son on the Carmen not two months ago. So before it gets to be the third person, I would say, let's, you know, come together and, and try the best we can to let everyone know um, that Foxborough doesn't tolerate that. And, you know, Bill had a great suggestion that, you know, you folks maybe do a proclamation of some sort. Um, and make a statement at one of your meetings that, you know, it's what we do. Well, so. I'll, I'll make a statement right now. Uh, it's not going to be tolerated, period. Right. There's, there's just no room for it. And I don't think this town is like that because you have two members on, on the Board of Selectmen and leadership with Jewish background. Mm -hmm. So this town is accepting, okay? this town is tolerant. I just want to make sure that we're not overreacting to social media and a Facebook post, okay? Because you know what happens. People say something, they write it, and it's off, okay? I don't want to get into the situation where every time someone makes a comment, JCs have to gather and we have to have a, 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 a big hug off on, on the comment. That's not, that's not what, that's, fine. what, that's not what we do. Okay, and and you know better than anybody. What's not what you do? We do as as a community. What we do as a community, and you set the blueprint. You and Jim and Bob Correa and and uh, Bill Dudley. When there's an issue, we set policy and you educate. Okay, I just right, and I and I really think that's what the JCs okay. are trying to do yep. in no, their I, own I, way. I, I is agree. to do a pledge card. Yep. I don't think it's wrong for any of the community to get together on that common every Tuesday night if they wanted to. I really don't. I, I really don't. I, and I don't think that we overdo things as JCs, um, you know, I, and it certainly isn't for any, you know, kudos or anything. Yep. Um, we see a need and we deal with it. Whether you folks know about it because we have to have it on the common or we have to have it in another location or or for an individual that 
nobody needs to know about. So those are the things that we do. No, I, I just want to make sure it's you guys do a great job. Okay, you 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 do what you do. Okay, but for the community with with social media, they have a tendency to overreact. Okay, and I want to make sure that we're not overreacting. We're taking we're taking things for for what they truly are. And people are educating themselves and finding out the real information. Right. That's all. It just, right. It's just we want to do things. I for, think we're for the just right. being proactive. Okay. I, you could say that. Yep. Um, I certainly have been here for the 55 years, and um, I can say that we are not that town. We've never been that town. Um, so I want people to feel that we are welcoming. And I think this I, is a I way agree. to do it. And I, I, I think we, we do This is one way. of the ways to do it. Okay. From what you told us what you guys are doing, I want to vote that we make this all the time, every year. I mean, I mean to me, it's it's a no-brainer. I, I appreciate everything the JCs do. Uh, I can remember a few years ago when we had the, uh, the military guys that got shot down you guys are up there having having a peace rally. It was great. You guys are always um, doing stuff. But this, to me, what you explained that night is going to be, we should be doing that just along like National Night Out. It should be on the calendar every I mean, year. back in the day, we didn't have Facebook. So in 2001, the JCs were actually called, like on the phone. Like you have to do something. You have to have some kind of a get-together on the common. Yep. And so we did. So... You know, this has nothing to do with national incidences. Um, it's more of a local thing for Foxville. Well, so, so, Mr. Chairman, so um, I want to be clear about the, the point I think you were trying to make about this. So, and this is not directed as a negative towards the JCs at all. I mean, this is the JCs are trying to do what was perceived to be a good thing here. So, I think everybody's clear about that's what the, the goal is. I think the, the concern is the fact that we've had some significant things had nationally. And I think we're very sensitive to that at this point in time. Right. And as I read your letter indicating that you what you sent along with your application, it's a little different than what you just described. Your, your, your original letter talks about um, something more than just the, some of the events that you talked about, having speeches and things of that nature. Um, is that still part of your plan? So we were going to have speeches okay. um, by the victims, okay. but um, we will not. We will be having a speaker um, with words of encouragement only. Okay. That you know to let folks know that words matter. Okay. Um, but the victims themselves um, will probably not be speaking. Right. So I, I think. Don't get me wrong. I think it's great, but I just. You know, in, in society society today, there's there's an overreaction. And, um, you know, when we were growing up, it was, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, names will never hurt me. And I had to do a, um, I'm probably digressing here, but in seventh grade, I had to do a book report on Eleanor Roosevelt. And there's a phrase that, that she's very famous for, and it says, um, Nobody can make you feel inferior unless you let them. And I've lived by those. I remember those. Anytime I get into a situation, I mean, even even being on the selectmen, you know, people don't always agree with you, and they say really? and they say things you know, <laughs> you know. Can't imagine, right? But you know what? 
you got you got to have you got to have self esteem. You got to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I applaud you for for what what you're doing and what you're undertaking and 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 the JCs and it's the JCs. It's, it's not one to watch. Well, I I understand, but you know, you're the one sitting at the table. You're the one that's 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 representing them. <laughs> so we were all gonna sit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chief, any any public safety concerns with this? Or? No, I mean, we'll, obviously we'll take good care of them. Okay. Uh, we did meet with Linda with for that opportunity. My concern really as the former chairman of the Governor's Hate Crime Commission and a former civil rights lawyer and somebody that cares very passionately about these issues uh, was that we not see the victims re-victimized in case uh, people with bad intentions and, and offensive speech did happen to appear. Uh, but Linda spoken to that. Uh, so whatever happens, we'll take care of and. Uh, with that background that I bring to the table, I certainly admire the motivation behind this. I share your concern about social media. I'm probably one of the dinosaurs in the room that uh, unfortunately deal with the downside of social media every single day. Uh, and I, I would personally not like to see social media driving public policy in our town. Um, and I, I said one other comment to Linda, which I'll share publicly, and that is that I think these things are largely symbolic not to say that they're not helpful and not necessary, but um, I think it's important for people to get involved in these issues substantively. Uh, so I would love to see the people that are uh, rallying around this cause uh, volunteer for the NAACP or the uh, Anti-Defamation League, make a donation to the Southern Poverty Law Institute, do something substantive as well as symbolic uh, on these issues because the symbolic response to these things is not going to change public policy. It's not going to protect these victims. Uh, everything combined is good, but mm-hmm. I think the substantive approach of, to these issues are the things that are really going to have a long-lasting, sustainable effect on people like the two people that were victimized uh, in this particular case. So I, I second the chief's position on this, and I, and, and I think that um, this is an important first step, but it's not, it shouldn't be just the first step. It, it, we should, if you know, The one thing that Foxwood does tremendously well and, and you said it earlier that you, we already have a blueprint. We're following that blueprint now with the opioid issue. We're actually trying to expand that now into into the regional efforts. Is it being done on this as well on that issue? And I think that you know we should continue to follow those kind of, of blueprints because um, you know a a one night on the on the calm is not going to change anything. It's just gonna it's going to show that yeah I think everything that I believe the community is already is. And most people do that I know of, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's important that we do something if we if we if we want to be truly dis, um, you know impact makers in this issue, that we do take some steps beyond that. And if you need okay. anything more from us, please let us know. <clears throat> Right. Yep. Uh, move to approve the. Uh, Can I just say one thing. I'm sorry. I was waiting to see if you're going to ask anybody else had anything to say. And of course I do. I just want you to kill, you killed our moment. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. I know. Person me right now. Okay. Um, um, Debbie Stewart, Fox Morass, um, 44 Independent Heights app. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Linda and for doing this. Chris, I absolutely agree with you 100%. 100%. This is something that should be done every year on some level because 
I have to disagree with you, David. I love you, but I have to disagree with you. There are factions in this town that are that way. Not the town as a whole, but there's a faction. In, and when you have a cancer, it spreads. Can't help it. New generations coming in, older generations going out. You don't know who's coming into the town. We need to keep this dialogue going. I appreciate the fact that you said you didn't want the victims to be re-victimized. Mm -hmm. And I guess I didn't look at it that way. I was hoping that if one of the moms had spoken, that she would be able to speak to how it made her children feel. But I understand now, I look at it from your perspective, and I appreciate that, and I thank you a lot, because you've made me learn something new. But I think it's important that we follow through with this, just like we do with the McGinty, just like we do with the, the night out um, for drugs. So I think it's a big step that you're making tonight. And I hopefully, before I ever have to leave, we will be that town. We won't have to worry about this anymore. And the schools will get more involved in stopping this within their own four walls because it goes on there. Verbally, bullying, physically, it's there. So let's make a change. And I applaud the JCs and I applaud the town for taking this opportunity to make us better. So okay. before you leave, yeah. I have to respond because you don't agree with me. We don't disagree that often. No. <laughs> See, this is what we were worried about, right, Chief? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This is what you warned me about, Chief. I'm so not a fighter. I'm a lover. You, you, you say there's, there's there's factions in this town, yeah. which there's factions in yeah. all towns, okay? People say ignorant things, and they have deep-rooted beliefs, yeah. okay? A night out is not going to change that, okay? What's going to change that is education, and that's why... I was saying we need to educate, mm -hmm. okay? And it, you're right, it needs to happen in our schools. And the schools are doing some of that. They have policies in place regarding, regarding bullying. My oldest son was, was a target of bullying, okay? He's a, he's a junior at the Citadel now. Obviously, he got over that. That's right. Okay, he was able to advocate for himself and, and work through it. But it was identified as an issue. They put, they put a bullying task force together within the schools and, and they've come up with policy, and they're able to, to control that as best they can. Can you eliminate it 100%? No. Okay? Can you make it a small percentage of the population and, and decrease the frequencies to minimal and make it an exception and not the rule? Absolutely. And that's what our goal should be with this. Okay? I agree. And that's... What? I do agree. Okay, okay. So I you do agree. That's, that's all he wanted to hear. That's all he wanted. That's all he wanted to hear. Are we in the right to discuss it anymore? We're good. Can we just take the vote now and quickly move to approve the Foxborough JCS Togetherness Gathering Stand United Against Hate event on August twenty fourth on the Common from six p.m. to eight p.m. Second. Motion second. Any further discussion? Yeah, just thank you, JCs, for everything you guys do for the town. Ditto. Mm -hmm. you know. uh, all those in favor? Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Good luck. See you Thursday. Thank you. All right. How late are you going to get up to that? Bill, you want to go over the. Uh, 
charter school. Yes. Um, yeah. So the charter school um, situation, we we actually had. I actually had. Uh, if I can, let me go down to that because I know that there was something. There. So we, there are a couple things here. First of all, we, we got a letter from um, Representative Barrows uh, reach, uh, reaching out on this issue where we, we reached out to him this past week, and then I think he, I believe he spoke with you directly, uh, Jenny, on this point. But uh, he said he wants to say thank you for reaching out. This letter was addressed to you today. Thank you for reaching out to our office required about the policy that, that could be created from H 3747 and act relative to the reimbursement of charter school tuitions for the city of Lowell. This legislation will be a good starting point of conversation as it relates to the bigger debate on public school funding. The interest on this subject from the Board of Selectmen of Foxborough is important and surely will, will be something that will be valuable as a funding formula for school budgets uh, will be a topic for discussion in our state. At this time, the bill relating to Lowell has been assigned to a committee but has not been given a date for a hearing. With the bill having filed, been filed this summer, it will be some time before a hearing is set on this legislation, our office will be happy to keep track of the uh, track of it for the board of selectmen and update us on uh, update you on the status of legislation as it continues through the legislative process. It's signed by F.J. Barrows, uh, State Senate, State Representative, First Bristol, Bristol District. Um, other information on this: um, the district costs for this. There's um, we had Randy take a look at this, and this is an issue, important issue for Foxborough, obviously, because we. Are ranked 40th in the state uh, with respect to um, uh, the number of FTEs. Uh, we have 148 students, and um, and the, the net district cost to us is is one uh, one um, That, by the way, uh, puts us in terms of total cost for the school. The school, the Foxborough Child School, is ranked fourth in the state in terms of overall funding. So obviously we are a very important uh, player in this in this discussion. Those FTEs, those are the 148 are all 100% going to the charter schools. Those, char those are charter school not students. Not other schools or anything right. like that. Those are that's our charter school uh, complement, and it's uh, currently 1.8. It could be actually a little bit higher than that because I think that's last year's number, and not this current fiscal year. So. Um, I, I'm happy to defer to, to Jenny on, on the discussion you had with Jay directly on this, but if, if you have anything you want to add, I mean, I no, he just he just explained where the bill was, and, yeah, and um, because he wasn't he couldn't be here tonight, yeah, okay, and then I suggested he just send you the information that you could read right. what you did, right? But I th I think it's important to um, support oh, to support the, the town wall, and also I think yeah. it's important for for us to file our own bill, our own home rule petition. I think that's a good thought. So we can, you can actually take that up um, as part of the special. Right, um, you'd have to have, have to be a warrant article. Right. Right. We we'll have to be a warrant article for special. And, and if you read the bill, it's just like it's like a one line. Like yeah, it's pretty state simple. State pays one hundred percent or whatever it yeah. is. And and the thing is, that the more, the more towns that do this, I mean, maybe they could bundle the bills together and then just do one. But right. the more the more voices that the the state house hears, the better. And the more support we can give somebody else, right. 
they'll support us. I agree. That's the way it goes. And so, and the MMA has actually come out in support of, of more funding for charter schools as well. As recently, yeah. Jeff Beck with uh, wrote a very positive article about that, about addressing that issue. So we're basically looking for the state to reimburse 100 percent, right? Yeah, and we we actually it's a, it's really a two pronged issue as I see it, and as Randy and I talked about this quite a, a lot of times at length, it's really a two pronged issue. One is the funding uh, is not being supported by the state in terms of the budget requirements each year. It's only and when I when I when seeing the full funding of the of the requirement. The second thing is that the, we think that the formula itself is flawed. And how we get we get the appropriation for this? So back uh, up the funding of the requirement. What are you talking about? Well, whatever whatever we spend, we should get reimbursed locally, for, so we don't lose our, our funding because you know, that funding goes directly to the to the charter school, and it's less money that we have to spend on our own system. So, so if our if, if our Foxborough per pupil expense is twelve grand, we have to give twelve grand to the charter. That's school. correct, and then. The state reimburses us. Is supposed to reimburse us twelve grand technically. Yeah, you would think. But if we're, I mean, I think if we're talking two different things. We're talking state reimbursing us one hundred percent, and then we're talking about a child's education. Right. So, well, the the other thing is the formula itself, and and the question then becomes, the the real the really the 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 real question about this is why is why are cities and towns funding a, a really a for-profit operation? That's that's the fundamental issue, and why are we doing that? Um, this is the only state in the country that actually reimburses anything. So yeah. I think we're kind of, uh, you know, I agree with yeah. Ginny. I mean, if we could get 100 percent, that would be great. But I think if every town piled on, the state might just say, "Well, you know what? We're the only one in the country that does this. We're not going to do it anymore." Yeah, but not all towns have charter schools. That's right. That's the issue. No, but I'm. Yeah. But like in other parts of the country, um, there's no reimbursement whatsoever from the. But it begs the question: the why? Why are cities and towns funding a for-profit operation? You know, yeah, it's, why? Why is public money yeah, being di diverted? Diverted to for, for-profit for operation? It's no mm -hmm. different. It's like it, it begs the question: like in, in private Catholic schools, for instance, people pay full freight for those. Mm. You know, people want to go to charter school. That's their choice. But why should cities and towns be, you know, responsible for that okay, cost? Why, why should we be subsidizing? Well, we have there's well, no we have a good system on, on the yeah. on the revenue. Well, I side. think it's charter schools. From what I understand, is classified as public education, isn't it? Quasi. <laughs> Quasi. Quasi. Yeah. But the town, the city of Lowell, is asking for a letter of support, right? So there's actually right. two issues here. Right. A letter of support for the town, the city of Lowell, and also possibly doing our own legislation. Right. You know, so, so, so the, the, the first, the question before you should that absolutely is, be supporting Lowell. Lowell, right. yeah. So I, I think that's the question here. Is that the first question is, can you will you support Lowell? And that's so I, a motion would be appropriate for that. And then the second motion would be to you know put an, an article on the on a special town meeting warrant for funding for the town of Foxborough. Move to support. Uh, move to uh, send a letter of support to uh, Lowell. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All in favor? Aye. Aye. And move to have uh, 
Mr. Keegan look into getting it on a uh, put a draft a warrant article. Draft a warrant article. And that will be for our own for a hundred percent state reimbursement. Right. Right. And we have to town meeting has to approve that to to, to tell Jay Barrows you know what, to send it to the state send it to right. file the legislation. Okay. Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All in favor? Right. Great. Thank you. Good segue into special town meeting. There you go. So the, the we we've, we've recommend we're recommending to you that the date for the special town meeting be held on December fourth, two thousand and seventeen. That we could open the warrant now effectively, and then um, close it on October third. Mm -hmm. Was the recommendation? Right. So that is that's what we're proposing at this time. This is about a month. Say so. October third. Close it. October third would be your, ne your meeting on October third. We would close it. Move to close it. And these are these are typical. Uh, yeah, it's about thirty days. About thirty yeah. days. Do you have Do you have a, a list growing? Mm -hmm. We do. We do. And um, one more. We. <laughs> yes, we just added. To yeah. Them. We currently have two definite and a bunch of proposed. So this one will be the third uh, okay. definite. Is that one that we discussed? Is that on your list? It's the uh, the marijuana that we should yeah we should add, make sure it's on there. Please get that one off. Yeah, we, we will. We will. Yeah. We have some collective bargaining issues. We yeah. hope to resolve. We currently have funding for the common fence for casting of replacement <gasps> fence yeah. and. Um, but ask for extra funding. Yeah, we have a street acceptance. Uh, we're going to have some collective bargaining. Items, um, and then there's that chapter, uh, the thing we talked about at Fox Cares, the yep. um, acceptance of the 10 a.m. serving, um, 33B. What is it with this town and and fences? Because St. Mary's know. Cemetery, somebody took out the fence at the entrance to St. Mary's Cemetery. When you start serving at 10 a.m. <laughs> so what so happens at night? <laughs> And they, and they took out the the, the, the charter school sign. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then over the weekend yeah. we had the somebody yes. knocked over, hit the one of the pedestrian crossing. Yeah, oh, right. Signal. Abishans. Mm -hmm. well, a building formerly known as Abishans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we need to vote to open a special town meeting warrant. Yes. Move to uh, open a special town meeting warrant. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All in favor? Aye. Right. Right. You, you would. Well, and then you'll, with, a, with, a, with an anticipation of closing date of October 3rd. Does that have to be part of the motion? Um, no, know. not necessarily. Uh, no, so. you just, cause it, but just to let the public know. Okay. When we put the, the list together, and you put the bullet points in the, and you put the chart together, mm -hmm. will you just make a note um, that it needs to be closed by October mm -hmm. 3rd? I know we always ask, when does that have to be closed? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you just put that on there. Right on the, right on the chart we'll itself. Yeah. Of that, yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. Um, selectman's update. Obviously, I've been I've been traveling the last last few weeks, so I've been kind of out of the loop. But where we're coming upon uh, budget season, um, it's rapidly approaching. Uh, there's a couple of things um, we got to have a follow up on the uh, financial summit. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're looking at a date in September. We it's set the date already. I think September twenty. Uh, 
check. It was the end of September. It was, a, mm -hmm. it was the second meeting in September. Okay. Oh, actually, it's an in-between meeting. It's in between your, your it's in between, right before your, your October 3rd meeting. The 26th. Right. September 26th at 7 p.m. Yeah, I think it's important that we, that mm -hmm. we follow up on yep, that and follow through. Yep. The other thing is, um, can we take a look at our consultants who we use mm -hmm. uh, on a regular basis? I know school department uses consultants, the water department uses consultants, uh, town hall uses consultants. Um, and take a, take a look, look at their contracts. I know we did very well with, when we went out to bid with um, town council mm -hmm. um, and, and some other some other consultants. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's good to look at um, who we used used in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I know in my business we do three year contracts. Uh, we have no self renewing contracts. Yep. Every contract, even though it's a three year contract, it's up for renewal every year, um, and it just keeps these vendors honest and hungry. Um, they don't get complacent. And I just want to make sure that that if we do have any of those. Uh, that we rein them in, um, and if we have consultants uh, on one side, and there's a consultant in another area uh, within the town, maybe we can consolidate uh, and create some and savings and efficiencies. Th there are opportunities for that, and we've looked at that internally to see if we can somehow consolidate, um, you know, in in certain um, in legal counsel uh, issues I've been dealing with. We have our own town council. Um, schools have their own town council, but um, there may be an opportunity with labor council because the labor council has not been looked at in a long time. So it may be an opportunity for us to, to take a look at that. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we, we, we're familiar with, with their firm. And, and, yeah, I, I, and I, think it, I think it's good yeah. to go through the exercise. Yeah. Um, let, let's look at the contracts. Sure. Uh, especially if, if we have any self-renewing contracts, um, yep. Those should be eradicated, yep. like immediately. Yep. Um, so we should. Uh, it, it's a good. It's a good opportunity to rein rein some of these consultants in. Yeah. Just so, just so you know, uh, labor uh, labor or town councils typically are a lot a lot of engagement. They usually, and I don't know if there's. Have you actually set a term in in Foxborough in the past, Jenny? It's don't. been it's been the labor council. No, I don't. Or, uh, or town council. <laughs> well, how, how do we handle uh, like Dave DeLuca? Or Dave DeLuca is a special counsel. He's a he's your he's your liquor counsel. Well, I know who he is. But, yeah, he's, I mean, <laughs> but he's like a, he's that's a letter of engagement from him. That's all that's it what, is. That's all it is. Is it a term sheet? Is it? Yeah, he basically gives us uh, he sends us uh, he sends us their terms. And this is what you know we, we will bill out at, and um, occasionally if if they send us a notice saying we're going to change the number. Then we bring it back and mm -hmm. let you let you take a look at that. We have that but, with HR council as well. We do yeah. an engagement for a year or so. We've had and it's so far it's worked out pretty well on, on most fronts. We 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 haven't done a change. We haven't done any changes on our labor side in a long time though. And I think it's, some, it's, I think it's worth taking a look at. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know how. It, yeah, and the you know the, the comment you made like. We have our the town has their lawyers, the school has their lawyers. Is there any way to consolidate? Consolidate. Yeah, and it would actually make it. I, I deal with the schools, legal lot. counsel on you know workers' comp, unemployment issues, mm -hmm. and then we're using a different firm on the town side. And there must be a cost savings to just have one for the whole everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
we we're happy to explore that option. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, definitely, it's always good to look at it again. I think it, maybe maybe you look at it and you're like, you know what, we're doing pretty good, but mm -hmm. you never know. I mean, right. I think it's, I think it's worth taking a look at as we get prepared to go into budget mm -hmm. season. Yep. So okay. Um, that's all I had. I know, Doc, you had uh, you had well, something for Yeah, I'd like to uh, just remind the town that. Uh, Sunday uh, at the Ahern um, Middle School, uh, Coach Jack Martinelli, the 35-year uh, head coach of Foxborough High School, the uh, Ahern Athletic Field is going to be named after Jack Martinelli, and there's a uh, dedication at 11 o'clock and then a little barbecue afterwards. And everyone's invited to attend. I just want to um, thank uh, Troop 7 and the Recreation Department for the Eclipse viewing. I didn't go to it, but I heard it was uh, extremely well intended. Yeah, we had. Mm -hmm. I think we had more than we expected. Yeah, I um, heard a number of like, like 400 people. 400 yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. The group so. of us from town hall went. It was fun. Yeah. 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 There you go. So it was good to see uh, my alma mater, Troop Seven, engaging the community and trying to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything take off like that. Did in just a matter of a few days. It yeah. was like yikes. And you couldn't buy. And then they were saying how you could buy thirty of those glasses for like twenty bucks. Now you couldn't. You couldn't buy one for twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the way it, it was a marketing genius. Somebody was a marketing genius in that whole process. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I'd just like to say I went to town hall today and I met the concierge. Lovely yes. lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Nice ladies. Very, nice very folks. nice. It was very nice to have someone. Someone greet you at the door. Yeah. yeah. It's very nice. It's been great. So has has the community taken? People love it, and and the on. seniors love it. Oh, and it's just, yeah. it's yeah. great, and they uh, it's it's been really really helpful. And they, they and so just so so the public is fully aware, the, these are senior work off candidates who have all pretty much you know they show up for four hours four hour time mm -hmm. blocks, and um, they do a terrific job. I mean, they 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 give people they answer people's questions before they even get to us. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, and if um, if they don't know the answer, they they're happy to direct you in the right right place. Good. So it really helps people, especially people aren't familiar with with the building now. They're, they're trying to learn it, but even so, it's just a good idea to have them there because people just stop and talk and walk yeah. away with a smile, which is a good thing. Does she have a phone there? No, phone? Not, no, not at this point. That's not the permanent them? location either. Oh, it's okay. going to be on yeah. the other side of the lobby once right. we get an electronic. And there is a phone jack there, oh, so yeah. we, we will be able I, to. I want to thank Barra for featuring our concierge greeters mm -hmm. in the newspaper. Yeah, that was a great article. Yeah. It's a great group of people. Yeah, yeah. really nice really nice folks. Good. I think, I think it's a great amenity for, for the community, mm -hmm. especially with, with something new and a friendly yeah. face to greet them. Yeah, it's, yeah. it softens the building. Yeah. Oh, it really does, yeah. Tremendously. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, um, all set? Everybody here? Yeah. Okay. So we think the building's going to come down this week, the old building. We think that's the plan. Um, I say we think because all indications are it's a go for this week. All the seven's already selling tickets for it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very enterprising. So, they're going to be selling bricks, too. Yeah. Goggles. Yeah. yeah, goggles. I mean, they obviously, yeah. <laughs> so now, we'll, yeah, that's all be the next thing. We'll be selling stuff for that. But it's it looks like... Um, all the disconnects have been made. All the uh, utilities have been disconnected. Um, there was a little bit of, I think, a, of, a, of a traffic issue with that this past week on South Street because uh, they were disconnecting some of the water issues, so the water connections to the buildings, to the building. 
and um, that caused a little bit of concern yesterday. Plus, the traffic even from the attending the uh, eclipse. the eclipse thing was the, the eclipse viewing was was uh, problematic. So, but we got through that, and um, so that that's uh, well underway. So, we're, folks keep asking, you know, when is it when's it going to be when we're going to be ready to do a formal ribbon cutting. Uh, our option, our, our preferred option, would be to wait until the building is complete. The building, the old building, is down. Parking lot's complete, and we're pretty much set. It looks like, based upon the timetable right now, we're 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 about six to eight weeks out from doing that, having everything finished. So you're looking probably like the first of November, unfortunately, because uh, just the way the time is working out on this. But everything should be pretty much finished at that point. So then we can do a formal ribbon cutting and. And have the formal uh, um, tours and stuff like that of the building, but people, a lot of people have seen it and they're walking through it now, and people are very, very excited about the about the building the way it came out. Um, some very big news this week, obviously, is that we we got approval for the rail pilot program. Uh, we went to Boston on Monday. Um, we met with the um, with with the um, financial management control board, and were approved by by a vote of four to one. So that is the beginning of the process, but the, the, the train itself will not begin until April of 2019. So we had a lot of work to do in between there. There's a lot of marketing work to make sure that, that people are on, on board about it, you know, make sure. So, um, But there's a lot of pieces that we still have to work together to finalize. But I will tell you that was a major significant step for us in the right direction of dealing with that issue. So, um, so everybody's clear on, the, on what, what's going to happen is that that's an 11 a month, 11 and a half month pilot program. It will be evaluated after the 19 months, after the 11 and a half months, to determine if it full service is warranted, um, and then uh, and then hopefully we'll be on the next next phase of that to uh, full time service. So, a lot of pieces still to, to be done, but I'm pretty confident we'll work through them, and I think we'll get we'll get through it. It's Again, that step on on uh, Monday was a significant step forward in addressing that issue. So I'm very pleased to be able to report that. And I th I think um, Paige did a terrific job. She did a phenomenal job. I I want to mm -hmm. say you know, and so that was my next comment is to thank is to thank uh, Paige Duncan uh, all for the work that she did. Um, all the the business community, the the uh, the chamber, uh, of course the craft group who worked. Really, really hot on this issue. Uh, they funded, you know, uh, the studies and necessary information that was needed. It was interesting to note that of all the pilot programs that were put forth, this was clearly the most well-defined, well-put-together uh, pilot of all those that were presented. And uh, obviously, we had a lot at stake here, and so we wanted to make sure it was done right. But it was really well researched, really well put together. Um, and the questions that the, the board asked are all, all appropriate questions, and um, and hopefully we'll get you know get to the next phase without any problems. So I just again I, I want to say thanks to Paige and everyone else who who really worked hard on this on, on this effort to get it done. Um, and Jay Barrows and all the legislative people and, and Secretary Ash and Secretary Pollock who who uh, stood up in favor of it as well. Um, just uh, we got we're going to start the busy season again. Busy season is upon us uh, pretty quickly, so September once it rolls around is is a busy time for us here. Um, we've got the uh, the country fest uh, concert this weekend with with uh, with full shows on on Friday and Saturday night at Gillette, 
Then we have uh, football. The opening opening football season is going to start on September 7th. So we got a lot going on in town over the next next few weeks. On top of that, the school season will be upon us. Um, the new school season will be upon us um, starting right after Labor Day. Uh, I, I I take that back. Is it before Labor Day or after? After. 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 It's after Labor Day. Yep. Okay, right after. I, I wasn't 100% sure of that. So, you know, we're, we're doing everything. We prepare the roads, get everything ready, finalized, and uh, getting ready for another school break, school system, school school season for everyone. That's all I have. Um, I just, to the point of school, um, I got to see up close this year the amount of work that it takes uh, Jim McGowan at the school department to, you know, onboard all the new teachers. And um, we had a wellness event today at uh, Town Hall to talk about, you know, to engage employees about the new health insurance options and that we recently negotiated. And um, Jim was there, and uh, he just does a ton of work getting all those new employees um, up and running for in a very short amount of time. So just want to give him some kudos on that. Um, we, um, we had an interesting meeting on Friday. Bill and I met with the Safe Coalition folks. That's the uh, 501c3 out of uh, Rentham. <coughs> it's actually all of the communities that uh, work through Rentham District Court. It's based in Franklin, but they have quite an operation as far as a formalized opioid task force. You know, we have our safe Foxborough, which um, I have to say we've got a lot of passion, a lot of dedicated people on our committee, but we talked about ways, we explored on Friday ways that we could pool our resources and maybe, you know, become a part of their group. They've already established with printing and technology and marketing and Ours has just kind of a, been a grassroots <coughs> effort here on our side um, with really dedicated committee members. So um, they've asked me to attend one of their board meetings. Right now their board meetings conflict with your meetings, so if I'm not here, I may be there. Um, but we're, we're exploring that because together we can make a much bigger difference in the opioid uh, awareness and um, you know, dealing with crisis issues. And they have established resources that we don't have, and they have funding from grants and um, and really well supported by uh, the district courts, um, the district attorney's office, and they've really identified a, a, um, a power source for making this much more effective. Mm -hmm. And so we think there's there's advantage to being part of a bigger bigger, bigger effort to make this more effective for us. And um, in, the, in the meeting that we had with, with them was, was really, really interesting for them as well as for us. They thought that we, that we Foxborough, had worked together really, really well on this issue. They were very impressed by what we had done so far as a town. And they wanted us to become part of their group because they think that we can add something to their, their overall effort. And not only that, but we can, they can help us. So that's that appears to be the direction we're headed at this point. Mm -hmm. and is we this want, a private 501c3 or public? Like it's public. It's public. Yeah. Group um, of area yep, towns. It's that, a group started with mm -hmm. a concerned parent, and we have people from the courts and right. Rotary, and we have practitioners, um, clergy, you name it. Um, yeah, it's a good group. Their group represents almost all of the um, communities that come out of Rentham District Court. Mm -hmm. They have uh, learned to cope. I mean, they have like coordinated efforts with so many of the support facilities as well as you know pharmacists and doctors and 
they're just so well-rounded and we have a great committee here with our human services and um, public safety and public health folks as well as members of the community and schools but um, we really think that we could be better served maybe by joining forces is there any federal money that goes to them or is it all just they um, I believe they have just this year received a fifty thousand dollar grant but they haven't sought federal that was a state grant okay. yeah because I remember the reason I'm asking it God probably eight nine ten years ago I was on a committee in Foxborough um, it was the I original think, safe Foxborough one probably yeah that's and, what we've and reached. it was Stoughton yep and mm -hmm. yeah and then it just yeah. it was going in a great direction and then all the federal money dried up and everybody just kind of petered out so we've yeah. not seen any federal money headed in that direction yet, but it might be at some point but we're, we're trying to build the the, uh, the 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 apparatus in place so that will stay on just without that kind of funding because yeah. we know that can disappear yeah there is a uh, dfc grant of like seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars out there that i think as we if we became a larger group that might qualify us. Yeah. But I, I think this is a group that could actually start leveraging private resources as well eventually yeah. mm -hmm. uh, to the point where we could really be supported on many different levels. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, they're doing what we hoped that we would, be, we would become. Yeah. Right. And, and we were heading in that direction, but I think we don't have the resources to, to dedicate to it that they do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so really We're in our infancy and they're already established. Uh, and I do, to Bill's point, I think it would be a good, a good venture. Um, the other thing we've been working on, we continue to hope for the regional grant um, news of our 911 uh, grant to continue our SEMREC regionalization efforts. We are in the process of recruiting a director with the hope that we can move to the next step in the interview process and there will be funding. Um, so we are continuing to move uh, forward with the, the committee on that. Um, we're down to, we had interviews with four finalists after we had 40 applicants so it's a really been a really good process i've enjoyed working with the chiefs from all the four towns and um we'll continue to update you on that we hope to hear after labor day on on that grant what happens if you don't get the grant with the two applicants? we have to revisit where we are yeah. i mean that's the point because i one of the things that i've demonstrated to folks and i've stood by is the fact that if we don't get the funding we're going to have to rethink our approach Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it would be very unfortunate if we don't because we did everything that the state asked us to do in this case. Yeah. We, we, we had we had probably one of the best applications of anyone. We, we were the only ones that reached, uh, we were one of the few people that actually reached the tier one level of commitment. So uh, we have unanimous support from all the boards. We did everything right in this one. So yeah. if, if, the, if the rules of the game change at this point, it's not going to be because we didn't try. It's because... Mm -hmm. Other forces came together to, to change the change the game plan. So, we're hoping that's not, yeah. not the case. We're really hoping that's we not fit the all the criteria for the priority one mm -hmm. um, folks that who would get priority for the grant. So, there have been communities that have been notified that they didn't get the grant. So, we're still in the running, which is good. That's yeah. positive. Um, and just the final thing that I have is, um, I think I told you we've begun our negotiation process with. Um, we're currently negotiating with fire and steel workers. We're beginning the process with police, and we're impact bargaining right now with dispatch over this regional issue. So we've got four sets of negotiations moving forward. Um, 
So it'll continue to get busy as the year goes on. That's it. Very good. Okay. Uh, pick up on the action items. Yep. <clears throat> Move to approve the gift donation to the Council on Aging of $285 from the Friends of Foxborough Seniors for entertainment at the cookout and $35 for the lockbox program from Anonymous. Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor? Aye. Um, Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $20 to Veteran Services for the Iraq and Afghanistan War Memorial from Robert and Patricia Boynton. Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor? Aye. Move to accept a gift donation in the amount of $100 uh, to Veteran Services for the Iraq and Afghanistan War Memorial from Suzanne Heffernan. Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? Nope. Seeing none. What's the um, timetable for that? Are we still on for the schedule for that memorial? According to Mike, we're still on schedule. Still yeah. on schedule. Yeah. Okay. September, right? No, November. 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 That's right. yeah. Veterans Day. Yeah. Veterans Day would be the dedication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, we still need money, though. <laughs> so the donations are always welcome, right? Yes. yes. Um, move to approve the 10-18-16 uh, Board of Selectmen minutes. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All in favor? All right. Move to approve the 7-25-17 Board of Selectmen minutes. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All in favor? Okay. And uh, move to approve the 8-8-17 Board of Selectmen minutes. Second. Motion made. Second. Under discussion, I'm going to recuse myself because I wasn't here. Okay. I found one typo. Okay. Um, actually, it's not even a typo. Um, the gentleman from the Knights is Paul O'Sullivan, not Paul Sullivan. O'Sullivan. Okay. Other than that, flawless. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. So when one they recruit recused himself. Right? Yeah, I'm out. Sarah, you have anything? Yes. Uh, so just a bit of a clarification, uh, Barrett, you know, expert reporter. So the grant that would allow for the regionalization, you current that's cur that's currently in limbo at the moment. No, we, we're just waiting to hear. We have not. Uh, it's we're just waiting like everybody else. Nobody's nobody's been told yet. Right, but if you didn't get the grant, you'd have to potentially like uh, hold back on regionalizing, or is there a way the, to do the, it? The potential the always exists, but I, I think we're, you know, we, I, I don't want to preempt my discussion until I've had a conversation with all four towns. Right, but, uh, but I think that's it's a concern that if, if, because we presented it as being a, a, a no impact in terms of instituting yeah. the, the regionalization. Um, to all four towns starting off because mm -hmm. we're still got, we still have to run dispatch while the while the the, 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 the new system is being developed of course so um, so we have to think of all all options at that point great no that works uh, that works well um, and yeah I think that we that's remain hopeful What's yeah I mean, we remain hopeful yeah I'm not saying that we're not going to get it or or that we're concerned about not get, getting it it's just the fact that we have to be mindful that we have to look at all options excellent. 
Uh, and so demolition, you're thinking is going to be ne- is going to be next week. Uh, this week, you think what's going to happen later this week? It's going to happen later later this week. So Thursday, the process will start. It'll take a, probably about a week before the building comes down completely, mm-hmm. and then it'll take a process. It'll take a, probably a week or two to, to sort through all the materials. So it's going to start. The, it's good. Demolition is going to start this week. It'll take about a week once it starts. Um, is there going to be any day where there's going to be like a big wrecking ball or something that people can watch? No, it'll, it'll be a big excavator. Uh, there'll be two excavators on site. Actually, it'll come down quick. Excellent. It should come down quick. But is there any like specific date of when like the big when the the big flashy knocking down is going to be? Since some people enjoy watching that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. I know. You're pressing me for it, but I I don't know that answer 100. percent But um, in and the thing is, is that we, we don't want a lot of people to be attracted to it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be dusty and active. Yeah, there's a pretty active, clear perimeter, pretty clear like we can't even park there. because mm-hmm. there could be debris falling. So. We're trying not we to do. draw a lot of people to yeah. it. Yeah, so you're trying not to draw. You don't know at the time, but it, you also don't want to know well, draw a lot of people to it. Yes, Nothing right. to see here. Move so along. the Boy Scouts <laughs> aren't doing, is that what's facetious about that? <laughs> if I was still that scout leader, we would turn that into a fundraiser somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a, an, an active construction site is not a good thing yeah. for, for people to watch. You know, I just, mm-hmm. um, anything could happen, and I just don't want anything to happen that was unintended. Of course. Um, no, that works. Um, do I have anything else at the moment? Uh, no, I don't. Um, hey, good luck in your future, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah, good luck to yes. you. Yes. We'd like to thank you for your diligence service, and service to this community. Your integrity. Thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah, so. we, need more, we need more press guys like you. That's, 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 that's well, you flatter me too much, but, right. uh, but flattery will get you everywhere. Is that wise people? I will tell you that Rick's a good guy, though. I do like Rick. No, I do like Rick, um, but good. it looks like the by and uh, yeah, Rick will be there, and I think that there's probably. I mean, hopefully, there's also going to be another person as well. But, uh, yeah. but uh, I that's that's. But uh, I don't. I'm not privy to all the details. Understood. But uh, I'll be here till involved until the issue of the 31st, and then I'm going. All right. All right. Best of luck. Thank you much. Sure to see you. All right. Thanks. Move to adjourn. Second. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Aye.